welcome once again to the Ebone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 219th time on this Friday, February 12th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, The Image of Victory. talked about video games several times on the podcast, and this week we're discussing one of my absolute favorites, the NCAA football series. And there's a simple reason for it, too, because it's coming back! If you don't know why I'm so excited, well, let me explain this a little bit. You've heard of Madden, right? If you haven't, it's a football simulation game, and it's got all the players in the NFL. It's officially licensed, and it has everyone, like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and all the rest. Madden is a huge draw for gamers, especially those of them that are sports fans. And it's sort of the same thing here, but instead of NFL teams, you have college teams like Alabama, Auburn, Boston College, and North Carolina. And as I said, it's coming back. I first discovered it when it came out for the PSP in 2010. Now, they had several games before then. They had several editions. It was a yearly thing. But that was the first year that I had picked up the franchise. And I was hooked from the start. And if you aren't as excited as I am, A, I don't know how, and B, I'll help you out a little bit. We're running down in this episode what the game is, why it went away, and why it's coming back. Let's get started, shall we? We know what it is already. It's a simulation game built around college football, which is an amazing premise. But considering that, what happened? Why was it canceled? We've got to go deeper to find out. All the way into the courtroom. EA Sports, which is the sports division of Electronic Arts, was being sued by former college players because, for those of us that don't know, College isn't like the NFL in a lot of ways. You see, these guys don't get paid for the use of their image or for playing on the field, which some people don't agree with, including the players themselves. And if you thought that wasn't enough, just you wait. Here's another twist. The games in the NCAA series don't use real players like Madden games do, but the kicker is that the nameless players are modeled after real people so that they have the same number, likeness, and skin color. So it's a big deal for these guys not to be paid for any of that, you know? Especially considering the models are so exact. So let's go a little bit deeper here. Let's take a look at some official rules and see what the NCAA has to say about all this. Maybe that'll give us some context and clarity. We'll be focusing on the most popular NCAA section of schools, which is Division I, because that makes the most sense to the game franchise as we've seen it in the past. On the official website for the NCAA, which is linked in the description, by the way, the rules for the Division I schools concerning image and likeness are A, to maintain NCAA eligibility, Division I student-athletes may not promote or endorse a commercial product or service even if they're not paid to participate in the activity. And B, athletes may use their image to continue participating in non-athletically related promotional activities if they were initiated before college enrollment. In simpler terms, that means that student-athletes from Division I schools are exactly that, student-athletes, with emphasis more on student than athlete. They're at college to learn, they're at college to play basketball or play football or play golf or whatever else they do, and they're there to go home. That's it. 
they can't profit off of their image because they're viewed more as students than as athletes. But Division II and III schools are a lot laxer on the rules. Their policies are that student-athletes may participate in promotional activities not related to athletics, including promoting or endorsing commercial products or services. Student-athletes may be paid for participating in these activities under certain conditions, for example, when payment isn't based on the individual's involvement in athletics. So let's say that Adams State University has a really good run. They make it all the way to the division championship one year. And the guy at a local coffee shop wants to use one of Adams State University's best players to drum up business. So he decides that he's going to make him an honorary barista for the day and that whatever money he makes, however many sales he gets in terms of coffee, that's how much money he'll be paid. And since it's not directly related to his involvement in athletics since they're not paying him just to stand around and meet people. They're actually paying him for serving coffee. That could work because, like I said, it's not directly related to his involvement in athletics. It's not directly related to Adams State University. Yeah, he's on the team and is one of their best players. Yeah, that might be some of the people's motivation to coming out. They might not even like coffee. Yes, he is being paid by an organization to be involved with their product, but they're not just paying him for standing around and looking pretty being a basketball player. Does that make sense? Let's say this guy's a freshman. I can see it being a lot different if a guy from Nike comes up to him and says, hey, we'll pay you $18 million a year to wear our shoes every season all the way up to your last game of your senior year. That example would be more based off the fact that he's a basketball player with Adams State University instead of the fact that he's doing something good in the community, but that's beside the point. That example's more in line with explicit athletic involvement. Yes, the guy at the coffee shop is paying him, but he's not paying him just to stand around and be an athlete. He's paying him what any normal barista would be paid because he's an honorary barista for the day, whereas Nike is paying him to wear their shoes in-game so that people will see them on TV and want to buy Nikes because their favorite athlete's wearing them. Now, I should tell you that I'm not exactly sure how the NCAA defines all of this and how the rules are set up for them, but I do think that this is a suitable enough set of examples for what we're working with here. After hearing all that, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have blamed you for thinking, well, it's just a game after all. You said it yourself. They're students. They shouldn't be paid for this. In most cases, had I heard that, I would have agreed. But now that I'm thinking about it after doing a little more digging, I think this is a lot like the situation with Napster in the 90s. When a group of artists led by Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich sued the company because people were illegally downloading their songs from the site. If someone's putting their brand, so to speak, into something, then that person should be paid for whatever they're doing. That was their main drive behind the whole lawsuit thing. Whether it's a jersey with their name on it or a signed poster that was sold online, like music, there should be a royalty system in place so that even if the athlete doesn't get all the money, there'll still be some coming their way. Does that make sense? But now we're seeing an opening in the once-locked door of compensation for stuff like this. 
Back in 2019, Rachel Stark Mason published an article called What Name, Image, and Likeness Means for College Sports and How the NCAA is Turning to Student-Athletes to Navigate a Path Forward. There's actually a link in the description if you want to take a look. In it, she talked about how California lawmakers were pushing to allow their student-athletes to profit from their image and likenesses without restrictions and what that could mean for college sports as a whole. And judging on the fact that it was on NCAA's website... It must have gotten someone's attention, and now a few years later there are new rules for what can happen in the world of college sports and money coming the athlete's way. The NCAA Board of Governors voted on the rule and unanimously approved the right for athletes to profit off of their own images, and this is huge for the video game side of the debate. For many years, football fans have been wanting to see a revival in the series, and earlier this month it was officially announced on EA Sports Twitter that they'll be bringing back the NCAA football franchise. They're supposedly working with the collegiate licensing company to figure out all the logistics of securing the rights to using the stadiums, uniforms, and mascots of over 100 teams in the FBS. That's obviously going to be a huge undertaking, but I think it's more than possible to get it done. Here's the catch, though. They won't use any real players' names or likenesses, just the stadiums and mascots. Yeah, that seems odd considering what we've discussed for this entire episode, but to be honest, I'm just glad to see they're bringing it back. And I can't be the only one, right? I appreciate you hanging out with me and taking time out of your week to hear what I've had to say. But that looks like all the time we've got for this episode. You can stay connected easily on Facebook and Twitter by searching Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. That's capital O and official, capital E-B-Z. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a review, tell me how I'm doing, and subscribe if you can. Until next time, God bless you, stay humble, and keep an ear out.